Jeep's training and education program is proud to release Introduction to Grain Operations. This new course is a multimedia version of what was known as Jeep's 500 with dynamic graphics, video examples, photographs, multidimensional illustrations, animations, and interactive exercises. This course is sure to prepare your team for the work you need them to do. This is a great industry primer at a great price. For a limited time, Jeep's members may purchase the course for just $195. Non-members still save and pay just $295. For more information, visit jeeps.com. This episode of Whole Grain will provide a comprehensive overview of the new state-of-the-art facility, the Iowa State University Kent Feed Mill and Grain Science Complex. You'll understand how this new facility not only will make a positive impact at the local, state, and regional level, but it's also intended to positively impact the global grain industry. All that and more coming up next. Folks, welcome grain professionals to this episode of Whole Grain. My name is Jim Lenz, your host of the Whole Grain Show and the Director of Global Training and Education at Jeeps, where the mission of the Grain Elevator and Processing Society is to champion, connect, and serve the global grain industry and our members. At Jeeps, we work to be the global community and thought leader for the grain industry, which feeds and fuels the world. Thanks for listening today and for joining the network of thousands of other grain handling and processing professionals across the globe taking strategic steps to grow professionally. The Whole Grain Show will give you the competitive advantage to win at work so you can make more of an impact. We really do thank you for listening and sharing the Whole Grain Podcast show with others in your network. It makes a difference. Please continue to do so. The show is not quite at the year mark of existence, and at the time of this recording, we already have listeners from 51 different countries. You can find this show on your favorite podcast app. Do a search for Whole Grain and be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you can catch up on all the past shows. And when new episodes are released, you'll be the first to listen to them as they'll be available on your device. If you find the show helpful in supporting what you do and bringing in fresh perspectives to the industry, please consider giving us a rating and leave us a comment on your podcast app. That really supports what we do and engages others in the industry. We already have several five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for your support. And if you have an inquiry, please reach out to me, Jim Lenz, at james at jeeps.com. This is an exciting show as I was invited to the recent dedication of the Iowa State University Kent Feed Mill and Grain Science Complex. The interview you're about to listen to took place on site at the complex just minutes before the dedication of the new facility. I met with Dirk Meyer. Dirk is a globally recognized professor of agriculture and biosystems engineering and a global grain consultant. Dirk, along with just a couple other colleagues, leads and manages the complex. They are also joined by Iowa State University students, undergrads, students working on their master's degree, and those students pursuing a doctorate degree. These students help in the operation of the complex. They also use the complex as a resource to further their education. The episode explores the complex's location significance, the key components of the complex, and its pivotal role in academic programs and research. The guests highlight its potential to prepare the next generation of industry professionals and its broader contribution to Iowa's agriculture industry and global agricultural education. Additionally, they acknowledge the essential role of funding and partnerships in making this innovative project a reality. Let's get started. 
Uh, we will have capability of drying at a reasonable capacity of a couple thousand bushels an hour. Uh, we'll be able to store roughly about 200,000 bushels here on site, which will be perhaps a third of what we end up needing for feed manufacturing when we get to full capacity. But it allows us to keep grain in the bins for the purpose of uh, grain storage and drying and handling and monitoring and testing and teaching and training uh, experiences for our students and our industry partner and, and uh, industry professionals uh, as our members of Jeeps. And will allow us to utilize grain out of there, but we don't have to constantly empty it. We can keep grain in there if and when we do certain studies or certain trainings. And so it's built with as much flexibility as we could think of at the time for the intended purposes. Wonderful. Now, we are in between a couple of events here on this special day. The dedication ceremony is coming up in, in just a minutes or an hour or so away. You just concluded a nice luncheon for those who helped put this together, companies and you recognize them with a certificate, which is fabulous. And you shared insights with the whole group here of the value that they added to this and, and a big thanks to them. That was so nice. Now, the next step then is to the role in the education with this facility. I can imagine how this will significantly prepare the next generation of industry professionals. We'll have a connection with real-world learning to students, of course. And Can you kind of explain the role of the complex and academic programs and research now and in the future? Well, first, uh, of course, the first impetus was the feed manufacturing and feed technology side, and that's really where the original needs were identified, both with regard to what we need at Iowa State. We have a fairly large livestock and poultry flocks and so forth and utilize uh, quite a few thousand tons of feed. And a lot of research diets were difficult to obtain from outside companies because feed manufacturers, feed mills are getting larger and larger, and uh, the quantities that you need in, in research diets are relatively small, but you need many of them, right? And so that was a, a key need for that. And then the other part was really, hey, we need additional professionals, additional students coming into this industry across the broad range of operations, animal nutrition, engineering, technology, services, and not just uh, a program that focuses only on operations management, right? right? People are going to be operators of feed mills or even grain elevators and so forth. We need a, a broader access to that. And facilities where continuing education can take place hands-on for the feed industry and the grain industry as a whole. You know, we've all gone through the virtual learning type. Jeeps was a real leader in this among all the industries involved. You know, we together developed the continuing education programs, which are great, but people still want to do the hands-on learning part. And for that, you have to have facilities where those trainings can take place. And that's what, you know, gave uh, the goal for this type of a facility, built it in that way. And really, to recruit, prepare, and place that next generation of, of employees. Yeah, that, you mentioned that to the group for the luncheon. And can you talk a little bit more about that sort of um, reason, one of the reasons for this facility is about the recruitment. How critical is that right now for Iowa State, a global leader in agriculture education, about recruitment. What does this really mean for the industry? The need for the employees is there. 
And again, when you think about rural areas, right, and let's say a little bit about the brain drain or the, you know, the challenge of living in rural areas, working in rural areas, raising families in rural areas and so forth. Iowa is a reasonably big state. We've got three million people and we got vast areas, you know, of where rural agriculture is taking place, right? And so being able to help find students that may be from some of those areas and want to get a degree and education, a training that allows them to stay and live in the area where they grew up and want to live uh, and do that working for a company, whether it's a feed mill, a grain elevator or equipment supplier, manufacturer, otherwise of which there are many, uh, this is the opportunity to help uh, train them and be able to give them a chance to go back and live where they where they like to live. And so one of the challenges that we've had other places is, you know, bringing people from far away into an area that's geographically out of the sweet spot, so to speak, and then uh, putting them back where they were needed, right? And, and so we were never quite that successful in doing that. And here, the other thing that we are doing uniquely is we've created a minor. We call it a feed technology minor. It's an academic minor that's on the books here at Iowa State University. And instead of a major, a four-year degree in feed science or feed management or feed manufacturing or feed technology, a minor allows any student in any major to, spe- to add a minor for specialization purposes. So if you're in engineering, mechanical, agricultural, chemical, you want to be in the process related to engineering industry, the equipment related, you, you can add feed technology as a minor. If you're an ag systems technology person, you can add that minor and open yourself up for the possibilities of working in this industry a little bit ahead of the curve. And you're already making contacts in the industry while you're going through your degree program. Animal science, ag education, ag studies, ag business and marketing. It opens up all of those majors into a specialization where we can connect the students much earlier in the academic career with the industry than we typically have been able to do otherwise. Very nice. Very nice. Good clarity. Thanks uh, so much. Uh, Let's explore the education opportunities provided by the complex, including these hands-on learning experiences. Who do you see as your target audience looking into the future? Well, the target audience are students that are coming to Iowa State or are already at Iowa State. If you look at animal science, there's over a thousand undergraduate students. In our department of Ag and Biosystems Engineering, on the engineering and technology side, we have close to six, seven hundred students. You go to Ag Econ, there's 400 some students. So we don't necessarily need to recruit way at the high school level, right? Mm-hmm. These students, as they're coming and they're going to these big majors, then they're looking at, well, what am I really interested in? And this is where they come across our area of specialization. I did this in the area of specialization. And, and that, that is our target audience of making these students aware and, and having them join us uh, in, in the feed technology minor or just taking some of the classes without even completing the minor. It's not a requirement to be in our class and do the minor, uh, but the minor certainly gives you an extra a credential uh, that will qualify you over somebody else. and uh, But mostly it's about the experience that you gain doing this minor. For those students who are here, it can be difficult to understand the impact of serving locally and regionally, but really they, they choose this area, for example, grain handling mm-hmm. and processing industry. This, this is a global market. Absolutely. Um, does that surprise students? 
the significance and impact about feeding and fueling the world. Early in our class that we teach here in the fall semester, Feed Processing and Technology, my second lecture is an overview of the global grain and feed industry. Oh, and and, and I was placed, the Midwest placed in all of that. And, and yes, the students are typically rather surprised. I mean, they know this is an important industry. They grew up in the industry, generally speaking, or in the rural areas. And yet, to understand the context of this global system, how interconnected we are, and uh, why commodity prices go up and down, uh, and and why, you know, what... why. Feeding gets expensive or less expensive as a result of all these things and, and where the growing markets are in particular. And that, for example, uh, it, just the state of Iowa, we're very much dependent on agricultural exports uh, out of the state of Iowa and overseas, right? But even in neighboring states. And the value that we add to agricultural commodities in this state alone is Unbelievable when you really right. look at that, right? Yes, we export some corn and some soybeans, but the value of beef, pork, eggs, milk, you know, and all of those other products that we feed in order to generate this animal source protein, that's where the value gets added. You add to that ethanol and then the utilization of the co-products and the markets there, this is an unbelievable agri-industrial system that we're part of right yeah. here. And this facility is part of filling a missing link in the completion of this entire uh, training and opportunity and, and career advancement. Now you kind of showcase here how the complex will contribute to the success of Iowa's agriculture industry. What role will the complex have in continuing education and extension programs for industry workers? How big of an impact can the complex have on the global scale? Oh, I, it can have a tremendous impact. I mean, even over the last year and a half since April of last year, we've had over 2,000 people that have come through here on visits and tours. And there were from at least 20, 25 different countries included within that. Wow. And we're getting groups that are sponsored by the U.S. Urban Export Council and the U.S. Grains Council that are working with Iowa corn and Iowa soybean groups that are not just coming here anymore for farm visits and visits to other facilities. Now, this is part of raising awareness. And we've already done a number of trainings, half-day workshops, three-day workshops, uh, for groups that have come, you know, from, from overseas. And, uh, now that we will be up and running, we'll be able to get back to the kinds of training opportunities that we also look forward to doing with Jeeps and other organizations and companies, uh, that want to either partner with us or they want to utilize our facilities. Uh, it will be set up, uh, to do exactly that. And, uh, you know, it's, it, yes, it's easier for, uh, for, us as trainers or other consultants as trainers to travel to a site and do a lot of classroom types of things. But even when you go to a major grain elevator or feed mill, they don't just like to run around right. and do all kinds of hands-on training. Well, here we can do that kind yeah. of hands-on training. And so if people want to do the, 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 the classroom, uh, the, the, the getting the context and the basics and so forth, and they want to come then here to do more of the hands-on, we're really, really, really working on creating hands-on training opportunities, and that will be very unique. Very nice. Now, just to provide some context, because right now at the time of this recording, we have listeners from the Whole Grain Podcast from 46 different countries. And I just want to showcase again with, with your words the significance of Iowa uh, in the grain industry because the amount produced in Iowa 
is greater than many singular countries in the world. Is there anything that you can add to sort of maybe as analogy or yeah. a comparison of the production of Iowa for yeah. countries what, around the world? What surprises a lot of people is that if you just took Iowa corn production in an average year, we would be the fourth largest country in the world. Wow. <laughs> All right? Yeah. I mean, when you begin to think about that, it's like, wow, right? Fourth largest country. You could take and subtract the amount Iowa produces from the U.S. production. U.S. would still be number one ahead of China, Brazil, and then Iowa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, on a net production side or net processing, we still have to import another few percentages of corn into Iowa because we add so much value in ethanol and in feeding that we consume more corn than we actually produce, believe it or not. But that's, you look at the numbers. Wow, that is amazing. Right? And then you take soybeans and the processing the soybean and soybean oil and soybean meal and all of that. It's a huge value-adding industry. That's wow. how big Iowa agriculture is. Fantastic. I want to just briefly move over to funding and partnerships. Mm -hmm. Can you discuss the various contributions and donations from organizations? I know that can be so hard because I was just at uh, the, the nice uh, luncheon you had for those folks. Um, can you highlight how these contributions have facilitated to the project's success? And can you mention any specific equipment or services provided by these organizations? Yes. I mean, the, the lead donor is Kent, the Kent family, Kent Corporation, an Iowa-based you know, company. When I came here in 2015, we had early conversations with Kent. And in 2016, they made the $8 million uh, commitment as a lead gift, which gave them also the naming opportunity for the complex. And that drew people's attention, right? And that really kind of got us started with regard to that. And then Sukup was another company that came on board right away. Uh, again, an Iowa-based company, family-owned, and very generous to Iowa State in many ways. And they basically made the grain handling system available, plus its installation. That's a huge gift, right? Several million dollars with regard to the value of such a gift. And then CPM, which is another Iowa-based company, or at least Roots in Iowa, and, and have a large group here in the Waterloo area, uh, made a commitment also right away uh, towards supplying all the feed, manufacturing, processing equipment, grinding equipment, and, and the majority of that is here in the plant of uh, CPM equipment. Again, a very generous gift. And so between those three, uh, you know, that kind of got the ball rolling. And then there were many, many other companies, as we have listed on our website and mentioned uh, in different articles and so forth that also provided uh, individual pieces of equipment or they provided substantial discounts of purchasing the equipment. And, uh, so we've been very blessed with the generosity of particularly the equipment industry that has stepped up uh, tremendously. Yeah, just, uh, just amazing. And uh, before we go here, you have a team here that you're working with. They're not here right now during this conversation, but is there anybody on your team want to Talk about and well, we responsibility have a, and what they've done. Yeah. Yes, we, we have a relatively small team, right? So there's three of us really in terms of the full-time staff. Tony Ewing is our associate director and manager of operations. He has 30 years of industry experience, half of that overseas. He spent time in Nigeria, in Saudi Arabia, Romania, uh, Hungary, and most recently in the Philippines. And so he comes with us with 14, 15 years of uh, overseas experience. And so we're talking about a global uh, industry and global experience. We both are very well traveled in, uh, internationally, of course. 
Uh, Camille Schroeder is our business and programs manager. Uh, that is a key role here as well. And then we're generally a student-operated facility, right? We want students to learn in this facility, so we have lots of responsibilities that we put on the students. And uh, we have graduate students that are helping us in operational activities and quality control activities, but they're also then using the facility as part of your their graduate, master's, or PhD-level research in addition to helping run the facility. And we have undergraduate students that are basically get employed in order to work from operations to maintenance to quality control to all across the, the different areas you know that you need, environment, health, and safety. I mean, all of that. And a unique aspect, if I may, is really the way we're aiming to get students uh, uh, trainee, uh, traineeships. And so what we're actually doing is, instead of just hiring students, labor is our biggest expense, right? And so what we need is sponsorships of companies interested in students. So instead of scholarships, we go for traineeships. So a company, whether it's a freshman student, sophomore, otherwise, can sponsor one of our student employees from day one. It's about $5,000 a semester. The student then is recognized as being supported by that company. We get the company and them together. They can see whether they want to hire that student as an intern. You know, if it's not the right match, they can switch that traineeship the next semester to another student. And so we're trying to get companies together with students much earlier. You know, career fairs are great. We have some of the largest ones in the country at Iowa State University, but you often connect at a relatively late stage because the company is looking for that graduating right. senior or whatnot. But here we can get into contact with freshmen. And so this traineeship is a real key concept that uh, we already have quite a bit of interest from the grain and feed industry to sponsoring students to work here. Very interesting. Super. Walter, thank you so much. It's an uh, honor and a pleasure to connect with you today. And looking forward to the big dedication ceremony in about an hour. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. We thank you, our listeners, for making whole grain part of your day. If you are finding value in the Whole Grain Podcast, we ask a favor. Visit your podcast app, do a search for Whole Grain, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment and why you like listening to the show. This small but important gesture enables us and this show to be found more easily by others. And finally, share the news of this show with at least five other people in your network. It's a great way to take learning on the go and gain fresh new perspectives. If you and your organization want to sponsor an episode and be a featured guest in the Whole Grain Show, or if you are interested in us producing audio ads to support your product or service, we can help you with that. We can work with you virtually. Easy to do. Please reach out to me, Jim Lenz, Director of Global Training and Education at Jeeps, the Grain Elevator and Processing Society. My email is james at jeeps.com. Whole Grain is a production of Jeeps, the Grain Elevator and Processing Society. The Grain Elevator and Processing Society is the largest organization dedicated to advancing the grain handling and processing industry. Be sure to check out jeeps.com. That's G-E-A-P-S dot com. Make it a great day and thanks for listening to Whole Grain.